0: Professor Simon Deacon, thank you very much indeed for talking to the Centre for Business Research podcast series today. We're looking at the K report. Tell us a little bit about why the Business Secretary, Vince Cable, commissioned this report from the economist John Kay now.
1: So Vince Cable wanted John Kay to look into the question of whether equity markets are performing their, their core functions. Are they providing a basis for long-term corporate profitability and are they providing a good, sustainable, high return to savers and investors? And Kay basically says that they're they're not fulfilling these these objectives. There's been a, a misalignment of incentives. Very often those who are supposed to be acting on behalf of institutional shareholders and others, asset managers, other advisors and so-called market intermediaries. Are not acting effectively as agents for shareholders and the result is that companies are too short-term focused and the asset management process is also too much focus on the short term
0: and Vince Cable has since the interim report came out said that he wants banks businesses shareholders, executives, CEOs, to think long term?
1: The basic problem is that companies aren't investing enough for the long term and they're not investing enough in research and development and so the UK is lagging behind its competitors in terms of innovation. Now the question is what can be done about this and one way to address the problem is to realign regulation of the capital markets and to to realign corporate governance and also the tax system to bring about a longer term perspective.
0: If we start by looking at CEO pay, again, if the CEO has to just think of the next quarter and his pay is based on what happens in the next quarter, quarter. He can just quite simply cook the books.
1: So the basic problem is one of incentives. With, with share options which vest over a few months or even over a few years there's just too much of an incentive for chief executives to do deals like hostile takeover bids which look great in the short run and may produce a short run gain and give the impression of dynamism but actually over the longer term these deals often don't work. So the way that top executives have been remunerated is directly to do with risk-taking and short-termism in corporate decision-making.
0: And I know another thing that you talk about is the need for pension funds to invest long-term. But again, you know they delegate the power of investment to asset managers and then the asset managers look again at the next quarter, short-termism.
1: So asset managers themselves are evaluated often on a a quarterly or biannual basis. So they they will tend to think short term and they will take opportunities for for, for short term profit making through takeover bids. They're quite keen on high dividends and share repurchases. Pension funds, on the other hand, of course have a long term perspective. They're meant to be paying out in 30 or 40 years time. But the problem is that pension funds mostly delegate these decisions to asset managers and they often give asset managers only the loosest of, of, of guidance on what they should do so there's a fundamental problem here again, pension funds should be looking to the long term but their agents look to the short term.
0: It's almost surprising the British economy has done so well for so long with all this focus on just the next four months. But, but if we look at what Kay said in his interim report, he wants shareholders to be stewards that govern and, and set the direction for, for what the company is doing. Do you see this as, as a workable solution?
1: So Kay makes a perfectly good point that most shareholders have a very long-term perspective and so do the companies in which they invest. So he's saying we can marry these two perspectives but the problem is that very frequently shareholders and not just their own agents but also shareholders pension funds do benefit from short-term market movements and they will cash in when they can. So the idea that shareholders will always behave as enlightened stewards of companies is just too optimistic. It's implausible to imagine that shareholders who are very often transitory owners of companies. They are the the short-term holders of corporate securities shares which are issued by companies which have often very little relationship to strategic planning or even to capital allocation decisions by these companies. The idea that this particular group in our society, short-term transitory owners of corporate securities, should play such a decisive role in the corporate economy is fundamentally problematic.
0: And what about Kay's suggested regulatory reforms, weighted voting, changes to the tax system, modifications to company law and pension fund legislation, quite a mouthful but quite substantive in their nature.
1: So Kay has put on the agenda all these things. He hasn't come out and said all these, all these things should be done. And he has pointed out some of the difficulties in, for example, weighted voting. This goes against a long tradition of equal treatment of shareholders in the UK. Tax treatment, OK, it's wrong to privilege debt over equity because this encourages companies to take on debt. Excessive leverage was partly responsible for the financial crisis, but as Kay says, there were real problems in shifting the tax regime. You can't do it overnight, there'll have to be a transitional period. But he's he's essentially saying that we have a choice. We can either have a tax system and a corporate governance system that's driven by short-term considerations, or we can have a long-term, sustainable, productive corporate base in this country, but we probably can't have both. So we do need to think about what regulatory steps can be taken to shift from the current situation to one where we do have a long-term, sustainable corporate sector.
0: Now, I know that you don't think that perhaps Kay is addressing the right Question, but then of course that depends what the business secretary Vince Cable asked him to do. But what is the right question to get long term? Proper and sustainable investment in the British economy?
1: Well, we should be asking ourselves why is it in the UK that we don't have more large, successful, innovative companies? In Germany, in Japan, there is not just one or two large, successful, innovative manufacturing firms. There are a a, a dozen or twenty or so. The same is true of France, the same is true of North American economies. We in Britain have a handful of world leaders in manufacturing, if if that. And our most successful firms tend to be in sectors which are protected, like retail, there's not really much global competition there, or in areas like mineral extraction and and energy, where again there's a limited degree of global competition. We need to have more companies which are successful and which grow over the long term, not just small companies which are reasonably successful, we have clusters like those in Cambridge of highly successful but fairly small scale innovative firms in biotechnology and information and communication technologies. We need bigger firms that will grow and will support jobs and high quality services and products here in the UK. And the fundamental question is, why don't we have more firms like that? And the reasons are to do partly with corporate governance. There's far too much stress on corporate restructuring, on doing deals, on breaking up companies, short-term profit-taking, but also our tax system doesn't sufficiently support long-term investment in R&D. Our procurement system, equally, doesn't support long-term collaboration and investment in critical assets by firms. So we need an integrated approach. K is right, we need to think about corporate governance, but we also need to think about taxation and procurement policy.
0: And also customers.
1: Well, the customers have a critical role in all this because at the moment, a lot of the deals that have been going on in the city that last decade benefited shareholders up to a point. They certainly benefited intermediaries like investment banks and legal advisors and asset managers, but very often customers lost out because service quality went down and Quality of goods produced went down. Workers suffered because they lost jobs and protected terms and conditions. And the taxpayer lost out because the taxpayer was footing the bill for much of this non-value creating corporate activity, just shuffling assets around because of the the way in which corporate debt and equity were, were treated. So the critical question here is, who benefits from current arrangements? Arguably not the taxpayer or the population at large. And that's why these things need to be addressed.
0: Now, Simon, you're Professor of Law at Cambridge University. And The Centre for Business Research looks at corporate governance and how to improve it and thereby how to improve the profitability of of firms. But how did we get to this point where, as I said earlier, it almost seems unbelievable that the UK economy has has managed to stay afloat? What's gone wrong in the past?
1: I think that, of course, the the economy prospered in a sense for the last 15 years in particular because the the city grew. A lot of money came into London. A lot of capital was attracted. Also, in many respects, what the city was doing in its own terms was highly efficient and, of course, hundreds of thousands of people are employed in the financial sector. And the last government used the tax revenue generated by much of this activity to support higher welfare spending and, and, and some investment in public infrastructure. This wasn't enough because, ultimately, it was unsustainable. So whatever the city was doing it was fine up to a point and many people have, have jobs there. That's important. But it wasn't sustainable. We know that now after the global financial crisis. We can't recreate the financialized economy of the last decade or so. It just isn't going to come back. And There's no point trying to rebuild our economy along those lines. The downside of all this was the hollowing out of the corporate sector and loss of manufacturing capacity and the UK seriously falling behind its competitors in R&D investment. We really have fallen behind. We haven't stood still. We've fallen behind in the past few years.
0: Has the law failed corporate culture? So, investors.
1: Yeah so I think that the, there was a company law reform in the mid-2000s which slightly modified the content of the law for example on directors duties and tried to shift companies to a longer-term perspective but it didn't go far enough and it was still very ambiguous on, on for example the duty of boards in the context of takeover bids. It's not surprising to learn from the K report that many directors currently believe wrongly that they have a legal obligation to maximize short-term shareholder value. This is completely wrong. The law wasn't clear enough and of course corporate governance, practice in maintaining the idea that shareholders were the so-called owners of firms and that managers had to be accountable to shareholders was very much running in the opposite direction of short-term shareholder value. So the law needs to be changed again and clarified so that corporate value and not shareholder value becomes the principal objective of companies. The solution? So the solution is a a root and branch reform effort, and, and Kay has begun this process and he's laid down a marker. It will be very interesting to see what the response will be. The difficulty moving forward here is partly intellectual. There's been an intellectual fashion for the past 20 or 30 years which has naively believed in the informational efficiency of capital markets and has taken the view that the the financial markets can really do no wrong. The market is always right, here more than anywhere. There's also been, alongside this intellectual movement, an enormous amount of, of lobbying by those in a position to wield power. Lobbying groups who've lobbied for rules which favour this particular approach to investment and to regulation of the city. So overcoming these obstacles, the intellectual obstacles, the political obstacles, will not be an easy task, but a good start has been made.
0: OK, well, just tell me three things that you are hopeful, perhaps, that Kay might say that would change the direction of the UK economy.
1: So Kay, despite his caution in the interim report, needs to grasp the nettle and firmly come out and say that company law reform is needed. He needs to say that we should be penalising opportunistic and value-destroying takeover bids. And he also needs to be, be clearer on the issue of the tax treatment of debt equity. Yes, there will be transitional difficulties... But we have had, in in comparatively recent times, a period of more even treatment of equity and debt through the tax system, and we need to get back to that.
0: Professor Simon Deakin of the Centre for Business Research, thank you very much indeed for talking to our podcast series today on the K-Report.
1: Thank you very much, Bonnie.